Miami Dolphins prospect spotlight series continues with Arkansas linebacker Drew Sanders, who he is, how he would fit the Dolphins system, and where the Dolphins may be able to add him into the mix for 2023. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Friday, April 21st, 2023. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here on Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino, which is dedicated to team building across the entirety of the league you can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Shout out to our everydayers who are plugged in on a daily basis for your team every day. And today on Locked on Dolphins, our second spotlight of the day belongs to Drew Sanders, a linebacker from Arkansas. Pretty fascinating player, a hybrid type player. And this is a player who you look back at November in December, and he potentially had some first-round buzz, and that buzz has since cooled, and it's put Drew Sanders in a position where he, as a former member of the Alabama Crimson Tide, may find himself available when the Dolphins are on the clock with their first scheduled pick at number 51 overall. The question is, what would Drew Sanders bring to the table? Who is he? And where would the Dolphins be able to secure his services? And those are the questions we are aspiring to answer today on Locked on Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com NFL60 and use code NFL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. So let's talk about Drew Sanders. Let's talk about who this player is first and foremost. So we'll start with the biographical background information. Uh, he did not test at the NFL Combine, but he checked in at six foot four and one eighths of an inch, two hundred and thirty-five pounds with thirty-two and one eighths inch arms. This is a former five-star recruit uh, who originally committed to the University of Alabama. He was a two-way player in high school, and I think that's part of the interesting appeal and intrigue with Drew Sanders. He was a tight end and a linebacker at first, and then he went to Alabama as a five-star recruit. And He was originally a pass rusher who was a part of a very deep room of edge rushers for Alabama, and that did not put him in a position to get a lot of playing time. Uh, he played special teams early on as a freshman in 2020, uh, he did start three games for Alabama in 2021, uh, but really only got his his buzz early in the season. Um, the likes of Mercer in Miami as the season opener for them was where he got his most playing time. And as the season went on, he was phased out and was, ex again, exclusive on special teams, which prompted him ahead of 2022 to transfer to Arkansas. And the transfer to Arkansas brought about not just a change in scenery, but a change in position. And Drew Sanders on early downs, much more frequently at Arkansas, 
would not be lined up on the edge of the line of scrimmage, but instead he would find himself walked up uh, as a second-level defender and a true stack linebacker and an inside linebacker. That change for Sanders seemed to unlock a lot more opportunity, a lot more playmaking ability. He magically had nine and a half sacks and 13 and a half tackles for loss this past season. He was superbly productive. Uh, Drew Sanders was. And I want to read you guys a little bit of the biographical information that I put together on my report for uh, the Draft Network. I wrote him up in December. I did my regional report before I left the company in March. And there's some snippets here. You can read the full thing at thedraftnetwork.com. But there's some snippets here that I think help paint the right picture here for who this player is. Sanders projects as a viable three-down linebacker at the NFL level. His fluidity for his size is surprising, and that allows him to play a dynamic brand of football that will allow him to cover depth in the middle of the field and defend laterally against horizontal speed. Sanders exhibits a number of desirable qualities for playing linebacker. The first thing that stands out is the fluidity of his stature, which pops when he's looking to fill and fit gaps in the run game or... He's opening to gain depth and take away throwing windows in the middle of the field. Sanders can be walked up on the line of scrimmage or alternatively be stacked behind linemen, and there's little cause or doubt he'll hit his landmarks against either outside runs or zone coverage. That paired with his length gives him a notable area of influence and allows him to make a significant number of plays. So stature and athleticism for his stature is a big part of the sales pitch for Drew Sanders and what would get you excited for him being added to the mix for your team. Uh, the, the actual projection gets a little funky because again, this is a player who only played stack linebacker for one year and you, you kind of have an incomplete evaluation. We did get pro day numbers for Drew Sanders though, which I think is important for us to acknowledge. So here's, he had a hamstring at the combine uh, he tested about a month later on March 29th. And he posted a 4.66 40-yard dash with a 1.61 second 10-yard split. Strong numbers. Uh, not dominating numbers, but strong numbers, particularly when he weighed in at 235. He jumped 37 inches in the vertical jump and 9 feet 10 inches in the standing broad jump and had sufficient times for his agilities. His three-cone drill of 7.18 seconds is pretty strong. So he's an above-average athlete as a prototypical size linebacker. Maybe at his stature, you'd like to see him have a little bit more mass. I do think he's a little bit angular with his frame. But that's really nitpicky in the fact that he's played on the line of scrimmage as a pass rusher and an, and an edge rusher for Alabama. I, I think has him primed to be able to uh, make that transition and have success doing so. Uh, so now we're going to talk about the actual film and the traits that I observed on tape for Drew Sanders and how it would mesh with what the Dolphins have and what they need on the defensive side of the football, particularly at stack linebackers. Something exciting is coming to built.com tomorrow on April 22nd. I don't have all the details, but the excitement is real. It's something you don't want to miss. If you know how built works, they have these most incredible protein bars on the face of the planet. It's the life hack that you didn't know that you needed. And they do these amazing flavor drops from time to time with unreal flavors in limited quantities. So mark your calendars, set your alarm, head to built.com tomorrow on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what the hype is about. 
I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you will get 15% off your order at Built.com. Going through the allergies up here in, in my neck of the woods. It's, it's been a gnarly week. Uh, but Drew Sanders has some pretty gnarly reps on his tape that we should acknowledge as well. Uh, here's the elevator pitch. Reasons to buy in, top reasons for concern. Tremendous ceiling after a 2022 successful transition off-ball linebacker. Length and fluidity are a rare combination of athletic traits. Excellent third down value as a pass rusher and potential zone dropper. Room to add mass to his frame. Those are your reasons, top reasons to buy in. Top reasons for concern. Needs to develop as a run defender in the box instinctually. Functional strength at the point of attack is a work in progress, and man-to-man coverage skills are to be determined. So here's, I guess, the good news. The Dolphins will play a fair amount of zone coverage. So if you're looking for zone coverage options, I feel a little bit more confident in Sanders' ability to fulfill that for Miami. But the instances and the opportunities that he has had to play turn-and-run coverage down the field, Arkansas's ran a lot of drop eight. Um, it's pretty intermittent. Uh, it's pretty infrequent. So I don't have a great grasp on can he play against tight ends? Can he cover tight ends? He's got the size and the fluidity and the stature. Can he actually do it? Because this is a player who in passing situations up until this past year has been playing forward. Uh, so it's, it's a little different. I would say um, from an instincts standpoint, He's certainly not afraid to crash gaps. I think he's very aggressive and assertive in that way, which you appreciate. You appreciate the uh, rigor in which he plays getting down into gaps, and that's a testament to the the 13.5 tackles for loss that he posted this year. He is an aggressive player by nature. Um, but from a keys perspective, I do think that that could be a potential roadblock to playing early on for him. I think in the same way that it took David Long two seasons as an NFL or as an NFL player to kind of assimilate to the NFL game and uh, adjust, I'm inclined to believe that Drew Sanders is going to be in for a similar transition window because of how new he is to playing the position. Just the consistency of playing stack linebacker, working behind the line of scrimmage observing backfield action and ball fakes and misdirection and all of these players crossing the center behind the line of scrimmage, it it paints this very muddy picture. And I think there's some times where he has to rely on his athleticism a little too much to get back into plays. And I don't necessarily think that he's the kind of dynamic athlete that can really afford to do that at the NFL level. As Testament, he ran in the mid four sixes at his pro day a good number but you're seeing 240 pound backers who can run 4-4 and if they're not on time they're late and they're not making plays so I think Sanders will, will experience the same thing and the biggest issue that I or the biggest concern that I have is just the block deconstruction skills um, his hand-to-hand combat is sufficient but his ability to anchor he's he's lean but he's also high with his build. So he's not like one of these naturally squatty or or low to the ground center of gravity linebackers who has natural leverage baked in because of his stature. 
and that kind of gives you this large surface area, and he doesn't have a lot of his mass below his lower half, so he's going to have to get more adept at offsetting that push. I think that athletically speak or stature speaking, he compares to Jack Campbell, but Campbell's got 15 pounds on him. And that 15 pounds is a pretty drastic difference for how they play against offensive linemen climbing up into their laps. Now where Campbell gets fun or where, excuse me, where Sanders gets fun is on passing downs because he can walk up on the line of scrimmage and be a hybrid player who can also rush the passer, and he's highly efficient at it uh, because that that was kind of second nature. So versus the expectations you're going to have for just about every other stack backer, he's going to rush the passer more proficiently because that's what he was at first when he got to Alabama. And you saw that. I mean, he played his one of his best games of the year was against Alabama in the regular season this year, and his closing ability to close in on Bryce Young and, and actually laid the hit on Bryce Young that knocked him out of that game and kept him out of the game the following weekend with a throwing shoulder injury. That was that was Drew Sanders. And I, I think there's a pretty interesting hybrid appeal. And the question is, with this hybrid role has come up in talking about Trenton Simpson and his prospect spotlight and then carrying that over to Baron Browning and what he was for Vic Fangio or what they thought he was going to be for Vic Fangio before Vic Fangio left. And then Baron Browning took the step this year without Vic Fangio in the picture. Um, do you want the next evolution of that kind of player? And if the answer is yes, then Drew Sanders might be a really compelling player for you to consider in the NFL draft. But you have to have a certain level of confidence in the early downs because this player, in my mind, only has value when he's a threat to stay on the field all three downs. And I don't know, especially if Miami has Jerome Baker and if Miami has David Long, I can't definitively say that Drew Sanders is going to be an upgrade over what you have in the early downs. Now, I think he has more versatility in, in third down, and that may have value for you. Just to kind of put a bow on who Sanders is, I want to read a couple snippets from the player synopsis that I did write for him for Draft Network, and we'll let that finish the picture, and then we'll talk about where he's going to be drafted predictively and, and if the Dolphins will have a swing at this guy if they want it. His initial read step and conversion to pursuit offer potent explosiveness. We give him pace to peep blockers in space to the football. That first step shows up in passing situations as well as his prior experience at Alabama has bred him to gain ground and threaten vertically off the edge. And yet there's also a trust in his athleticism that is rare beyond his experience at the positions. Sanders is willing to slow play reps and ensure he's dialed in on the action of the play before triggering and will still greet the ball carrier with an effective pace and angle. As a tackler, Sanders is explosive and offers potent hitting power when he catches ball carriers flush with his pads and has the length to reach and extend and play outside of his tackle radius. Amid his strong play, there's still room to grow. Sanders is angular and undersized if he were to live on the edge, and his size as a stack linebacker can present leverage challenges to stay under blockers who climb up into his lap. Sanders will need to prove himself as an athlete with a frame and sustained athleticism with more density to offer a vast menu of options for NFL teams. His processing on run plays 
can continue to expedite as well. This weakness is understandable given his lack of play, uh, play time playing off the ball in the SEC. Uh, as a fit player in the blocks, you're hoping to see more separation and block deconstruction in high traffic areas in order to see him uncover and make more tackles off of contact. Coming to balance in space and squaring up ball carriers is an inconsistency that cannot be tolerated at its current level. Uh, so, some missed tap- tackles that litter this tape that uh, are are too much to ignore, I would say. He, he was in position to make a ton more plays than he actually did, but didn't come to balance and square up his tackle opportunities. Uh, I gave him a sufficient grade for tackling because of his explosiveness, but if you just look at his missed tackles and his tackle conversion rate, that would be a failing rate. Where does that stack up in this class? I'm glad you asked. That's where we're finishing today on Lockdown Dolphins. In spite of the concerns and the questions, Drew Sanders is my LB4 for the Dolphins. He graded out as a 79.26. I think right now he is a quality depth option at the NFL, but he has the ceiling of a quality starter. Uh, traits that he graded out well in flexibility, pass rush ability, and motor were all either elite or great traits. Uh, his lateral mobility was a great trait. I thought he had good um, competitive toughness. He had good run defending. His football IQ was adequate. I thought his pass coverage was adequate. The tackling graded as adequate, but is kind of the big red mark on his game. This is not a player that would be in consideration for me at pick 51, but I know predictively speaking, it's unlikely with his ceiling as a player that he's going to be there for you at 84. So if I have to sit down and I have to ask myself the question, you know, what's the likelihood of Drew Sanders? I think you'd have to have a doomsday scenario, doomsday type of scenario play out in the board for you to feel like he's your best option at 51. Now, as a trade-down option from 51 before 84 and picking up extra draft capital, I could see that being the world in which we live in as well. He graded just above DeMarvian Overshone, who we did this morning. Uh, So I do like him more than Overshone. Uh, And some of that has to do with the density, even though he, he needs to add mass, in my opinion. He's still more dense than Overshone by probably 8 to 10 pounds. Uh, he's just as explosive. He's a better pass rusher. Uh, and he's longer. So all of those things for me add up and separate where Sanders as LB4 versus Overshone as LB5. These are day two options and targets for Miami, but probably not players that you would see me advocate for passionately to be on the pick if the Dolphins go on the clock at 51 and they stick and pick. You want a linebacker at 51, it's it's either Henley or Jack Campbell for me, and that's probably the only two. And even Henley, I'd ask if you feel like you could get better bang for your buck and go a different direction there. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Shout out to our everydayers who tune in on a daily basis who are keeping tabs with everything we are doing here on the show. Keep it locked in. We have linebacker final rankings coming your way here uh, later this weekend. And then we're off to interior offensive linemen as we push forward to this climax and next week, the 2023 NFL draft. Until next time, fins up.